0: WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. Dennis, you and I have been doing a podcast now for several months, and we get some feedback from a number of people from time to time. And this came in as a request that I think is something. It's, it's, it's something that I wish I had access to. Oh, those 17 years ago when I started my company out, and, and I know for you. Uh, You would have liked and appreciated probably this type of uh, conversation as well, right? And what's the stuff you would like to know if you were starting your business over again today? What would be, looking back in those years, you know, we have a lot of experience together, you know, not only from our entrepreneurial world, but from the corporate life that we used to both live in. But here are some things that, you know, we wanted to make sure we shared with people and and you and I've had some conversations about what this really looks like and what this means. But I think that this is a great topic. What do you What do you think?
1: I do. And especially knowing, you know, the way the economy is right now, I mean, with so many people leaving the workforce as we know it today, I think many of them are starting businesses on their own because they're able to do it. And yeah. the the question was, you know, if you're starting a new business, what do you need to know or do? And what are, yeah. what are the challenges ahead? And so yeah. I think that's where our conversation day is going to go. And I think there's all kinds yeah. of great things we can share. Yeah.
0: And we, we can talk about a couple of things that you and I definitely know and, and some other pieces that that kind of come up, but whether you're starting a full-fledged entrepreneurial, I'm going to raise a, Ten million dollars, or if I'm going to start a side hustle, all of this stuff is relevant, and it's I think it's important today. So first thing right off as a business, we want to make sure we understand. You know, you have this idea, you want to go ahead and start a business, and the first thing you think is I'm just going to go ahead and print up some business cards and do all this stuff, and that's probably not the right thing to do. First and foremost, you really want to get an idea of what it is you're trying to put together, right? And you know, you hear the term business plan, and I, I really I remember when I was putting this together, I did put a business plan together. It was probably about 10 pages long. A lot of stuff that I honestly, Dennis, I put together and I don't think I ever looked at it again. I think it's <laughs> it, it's in my drawer. But the truth of it is, is if, if I were to start over again, I would do a business plan, but just a one page business and just loosely define what it is what my focus is, where I'm going, what the target is. What do you think about that idea?
1: I, I, I say keep it simpler because I think a lot of people do get overwhelmed with a business plan and they, mm-hmm. you know, you definitely want to talk to your accountant, definitely talk to an attorney mm-hmm. on many of these things. Um, but I would encourage you to, you know, definitely have those key milestones and break them down into, especially when you're starting out, three month milestones. And you're, you're truly stopping at the end of each three months to look and see are you hitting those milestones? Does not mean that you quit what you're doing if you aren't hitting them, but figure out, okay, what what's causing you not to achieve whatever you thought you were going to do and and have little baby steps. And over a period of time, you'll extend those key milestones out to six months to a year, like a normal business. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my experience and what I've heard from others, you'll typically lay out a business plan or a vision that's gonna be the first two years. Let's be honest, the first two years, you're working the business, but the reward may not be there. It seems to kind of come in year three and four is when you finally, it's a lot of hard work in that first year or two. A lot of times, you know, you're know, you networking, you're trying to meet new people, you're trying to you know get your website up. There's all kinds of busy work that you're doing that you have to have, mm-hmm. but it's not returning any, any revenue per se. Yeah. But then by the time you get to year three, it starts coming. And so many people, unfortunately, give up before they get to year three or they don't have enough cash to get them through. And I know you, mm-hmm. we talked prior to this call that, you know, definitely have more cash set aside than you realize or if you have a significant other, I would encourage you to have them keep working just to keep so you can keep the revenue coming to cover the general bills until you can get to your target of where you're really trying to go to. And don't give up.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really a really good and important thing to note because I mentioned at first, if this is a side hustle, and if it's a business that you think you're, you're suspicious about, especially, don't jump in. You, you don't need to be in all in it in, in one spot. You can, you test the waters as it were a little bit. And if you can keep your day job and maybe you can start this off as a side hustle, that's great. More power to you, especially if you're single. If you happen to have a spouse that's working, can help, that's great too as well. All of this stuff is just, you have to take a look at your situation. So when you're taking a look at your money, it's important. What is your runway? Your runway might be six weeks, mm, probably get a job, probably keep your job, right? So th- so that is going to take, it's going to take a while. Yeah, because I know, uh, and, and you, know, you and I are both in the services world and the runway is a little bit smaller because there's as far as startup it's not as intensive. However, when I started our, we owned a frozen yogurt store. That is extremely capital intensive. You know, 10 years ago when we did that, and that took us 10 months before. And so knowing that, not only did we have to encounter the 10 months of construction and finding real estate, but we also had to figure out, is it going to take a number of months before we were profitable. And fortunately, all of those milestones in the business plan that you were referencing earlier, that helped keep us on target, knowing that "Mm, I'm not hitting it. Oh, here's how I can adjust. This is what I expected. This is where we are. Maybe I was a little too optimistic. Maybe I was being a little too pessimistic, but something that you can refer back to, I think is super helpful. Also too, as well, from a money perspective, This is kind of, I I think now, Dennis, this is something that's very obvious to you and I. But for those who don't think that they should get a separate bank account for your business, definitely do that because you want all the accounting. You don't want to, even though you can use your own personal account, it's difficult to try to unwind.
1: We have two bank accounts for the business one is the daily operating one, Mm -hmm. the other one is all the sales tax and all that, so that you don't get that intermingled. And yes, from an accounting standpoint, yes, you should have it all. Set up that way, but a lot of people run their business on cash flow. And so, yeah. you know, think outside the box and some of those things that are just simple ways to make sure you don't get yourself upside down on cash flow because cash yeah. is going to be cash is king when you're starting out. Absolutely. Um, sometimes you're going to have to take projects or gigs that you probably would not like to take. Um, But as you get going and you have a a stronger business, then you can be more selective on which ones you pick.
0: You know, and that's a really interesting point. I have a, a good friend of mine who he has a business and he is a scientist and what he does is very different than what you and I do, Dennis, but nonetheless, he's an entrepreneur along the same vein. And one of the things he told me and shared with me just the other day was he goes out and he gets and he bids on various projects and those projects can be a mixture of celebration and fear because he might get Atlanta project say that is worth a million dollars, but he has to come up with, say, you know, 200,000, 300,000 dollars worth of, uh, of products that he has to put into raw material. And so he doesn't get paid for 45 days. And so how do you, you know, float that time period? Success can be stressful, too, as well
1: that that's the other one Get to know a banker. I mean, you know, and typically I would say find a more small local bank. Mm -hmm. They're going to be usually a little more open to working with entrepreneurial businesses than Mm -hmm. the larger national banks. Sometimes they're a little more structured Mm -hmm. and and less, Um, you know, with COVID, there was all kinds of money floating around. And I actually had three different banks I was working with. And there was one that was really focused on that small business and just did amazing things. And I would highly recommend them, you know, because it's just how they handle things from a small business perspective compared to the other two.
0: Yeah. and, and, And it's funny because I, over the years, I've heard anything from, oh, you need to be with one of the large major banks because that will be taken seriously if you're trying to fundraise. Listen, when it comes to starting up your business, the idea here is relationship. And some of the largest banks in the world, it doesn't make a difference you have a hundred thousand dollars that you can seed the money with great to you. You're nothing but small potatoes to a small regional, you know, you might be considered a a little bit more of a, a, an important commodity then. So take a look at that. You, You also mentioned too, as well, you know, consulting with an attorney and accountant. One of the things that I know that's important is taking a look at understanding what's, what the structure is. Now, when I started my business, I didn't know whether it should be a sole proprietor, I should incorporate, I should be a B Corp. I didn't know any of that stuff. Right. But what I was able to do, and I still rely heavily on, my accountant and my attorney to give me some coaching advice that's specific for me, just as because it's specific for me, doesn't necessarily works for Dennis. And likewise, something that would be pertinent to both Dennis and I might not be pertinent to an individual who is doing something in a completely different realm. So understand what that type of business structure is and consult with those professionals.
1: The other thing I would say when you're starting out, you're going to have, you're going to wear many hats. You're going to be the CEO, but you're also going to be the janitor. Mm You're going to be the receptionist. You're going to be the salesperson. Um, Just realize you're going to have to wear those hats. You're going to need to communicate with your family and let them know that you may be working more than 40 hours a week for a while. (laughs) Um, Long term, that's not your goal. And that shouldn't be your goal. That's the beautiful part about entrepreneurship. But, Mm -hmm. you know, those first year or two, you're putting in a lot of blood, sweat and tears to get this thing going because it's starting from scratch. Very seldom are you starting with, you know, there's some where you're, you're doing a franchise. I I'd say, yes, that's entrepreneurial, but it's, that one gives you a different set. The challenge there is you may not make as much money as you can if you do it yourself from the whole thing. So.
0: And the fortunate thing, Dennis, is I know for both you and me, when we started our businesses, we had very, very supportive spouses and the idea of trying to do this and not take into account your personal situation, I think is extremely important. You need to understand what what's going on in your lives and if this is a good time to start. You may have some personal things that are going on that might not make it a good time, but you know also understand what kind of structure you have uh, and what that would look like because it's going to be tough.
1: It's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be a different kind of stress. I mean, I know... My family says, "Hey, you seem a lot less stressed now that you're doing this compared to working in corporate America," and it is. But there are days where you wonder, "Okay, where's the next check coming from, or the cash?" Because again, it's all about cash flow initially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and just trying to navigate through that. But it's it's one of those ones where if you have the the plan, you have the KPIs that you're monitoring, um, you have to have a little faith, and you've got to have kind of that can do attitude and keep going. It's amazing how it works because the re- reward on the other end is this past 10 years have been the best 10 years of my life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that, that it, 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 it's amazing looking back now that what I've gone through and I'm not going to tell you it's smooth sailing and by no means have I completely ever done, but it's it, it, the runway that we've had has been wonderful. But um, one other thing. Okay. Let's talk about protecting yourself. When we talk about protecting yourself, We talk about protecting your company, kind of protecting your assets. Again, I want to emphasize you definitely, it's worthwhile spending a couple hundred dollars talking to an attorney, accountant.
1: some uh, Someone in the risk insurance sector, they can give you some good advice. Insurance for your business is not expensive. You definitely need that to protect Mm -hmm. yourself because knock on wood, we've never been sued, but you still want to have that protection so they're going to wreck your business and all of that kind of thing.
0: It's it helps you sleep at night and just knowing that you have yep. that someone's got your back that you won't lose everything. Highly highly recommend doing that. You know, you can also depending upon the type of business you have, you want to make sure you understand if you need permits or if you need right. some type of bonding or something along those lines. Those are super important. You may not be aware of that. And it can be different from state to state, county to county. So just just understand. I know that when we started our business, I we had a scales and measurement for our frozen yogurt store that I had no idea about until the inspector came and showed up in our store and we had to pay this permit fee. So Yeah, you
1: know, if you live in a neighborhood yep. and you're gonna have a business out of your home make sure that your HOA allows mm-hmm. what it is you're going to be doing or not going to do and and be mm-hmm. prepared for that because, yep. and then also, you know, we work from our home. It's WFH with two guys, but you know, are you going to work from home? Mm-hmm. Are you going to need real estate? If you need real estate, I would encourage you before you go get a bunch of real estate, get your, get your business going for a year or two before you start signing up for leases and purchasing lots of stuff because Mm -hmm. there's just going to be a lot of hidden costs. It's just like a brand new home, you know, the purchase price, but you forget about, Oh, I got to buy the blinds and all this other stuff that comes with it. Um, And so, you know, just be prepared for that. One of the things I'd say, encourage it, you know, you got in today's market, you got to get a website does not have to be an expensive website, but your website's going to be your shingle. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, get that and try to get a little bit of information on it. You, know, you don't need to spend fortune on that, but you do need to get a website because people are going to look and see if you're valid. If you've got a website, they're going to give you a little bit more credibility than not. Mm-hmm.
0: They have everything from DIY websites to you can go out to some of these, like, these websites and, and have someone build it for you for a very reasonable price. So I, I would highly do that. You want to have some type of internet presence. If you're a company that doesn't have an internet presence... They call kind of calls into question, you know, are you a real business? Now, if you're a business that's been around for 50 years and just don't do it because you're well known. Well, that's a different story, but obviously that's not what we're talking about here.
1: Most of the time, small businesses are going to get their email through Gmail. So it's going to be dennis at gmail.com.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Spend the money or the time right. and drop that gmail.com and put your business name. So like ours is mm-hmm. Dennis Jackson at worksolution.com. And so... You know, it just, mm-hmm. it looks more professional. It gives you a little bit more validity. I know when we get inbounds from companies that have Gmail, I know probably they're pretty small. They're probably not a larger, you know, robust company. It's just a flag. So it depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It can send some negative connotation to some companies and it's not hard or expensive to do.
0: Yeah. it, it Regardless of what, you know, the justifying belief for having a Gmail account is just go out and get one. You just never know what the impression is on the other side. And plus, it's a guarantee that if someone's considering doing business for you, they're going to Google you regardless. And so it's nice to have a website presence or at least be recognized in some capacity. So you do want to own that part of it. One of the thing that you and I are doing right now, Dennis, is that's extremely Whether it's helpful or not, you know, it's advice. We're giving advice to our listeners and people have some trust in us. Now, if you and I were going to go and try to give advice on, we're going to start up, you know, someone comes to us and asks us for advice because they're going to start a manufacturing firm with, they want to produce sheet metal. We're probably not going to be the best people to give some advice and that goes along with you, the listeners out there who are listening to this. Who are you getting advice from? Because everybody's going to give you an opinion on starting a business. Aunt Mildred, who's never done anything you know, uh, other than working you know, a, a small retail shop, maybe she, she's going to give you some advice. But then also people who are seasoned veterans. You know, I, I was given some advice by a good, good friend of mine, very, very successful person who builds houses. But his advice wasn't relevant to mine. And because I'm in the services industry and the technology field, it had nothing to do with me. And while I took some of the advice that he had, most of it didn't apply to me.
1: No, and I agree. And and also, I'd encourage you, you know, once you narrow that down, find two, three, four people that are just, I'm going to call it kind of your advisory board. Um, You're not paying them. They're good Mm -hmm. friends. You might, the thing you may pay, you may take them to lunch. Um, And uh, you're doing this individually. You're not meeting with all four of them at one time but they're just a sounding board. I have one that's kind of more from a sales perspective, one that has kind of the HR side and one that's more kind of the business development side. And we just talk and it's, they're people that I trust. They're people that can speak openly and honestly with me and tell me, Dennis, you're full of of it and you need to stop or, hey, it's a great job and you're doing it heading in the Mm -hmm. right direction. Um, Those three people have been valuable to me through this whole process and i still continue to rely on them um some of them i may meet once a quarter some it's only once or twice a year but it's just that advisory board mentality to help you navigate through what's coming out because you're going to be good at some things but you may not be good at every single aspect of it but you're going to be like i said earlier you're going to wear all those different hats. And so you're going to kind of have to figure out how to navigate through some of those things that you're not as good with.
0: Yeah. And, and for anyone listening, Dennis is part of my, if you will, unofficial advisory board and I bounce ideas off of him and and likewise, and we talk about different things that could propel and help our business. So yeah, you know, the, I, I trust Dennis and we, well, you know, I I learn from the things and the experiences that he has. And so I, I would, I would, V- very highly encourage this advisory board. I can't really emphasize how important that is. And really, networking—that's a great place. You know, you may yeah. unofficially find somebody uh, uh, networking a group, individual. He or she may be able to, to to provide you advice, maybe a mentor, maybe somebody who could introduce you to somebody. But that's a really big part of it. Networking too, as well.
1: You know, I'd say Benny mentioned paralleling what you're doing network when you're working before you even make the jump mm. to owning your own business. Yep. You, you better have a network of at least 50 to hundred people that you're in dialogue with. You're not selling to, but you're just in dialogue with of what's going on in the marketplace, where you want to go, people that they can introduce you to because that's where most of your business is going to come from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, some of you will have businesses that are Google heavy, most of its relationship. Oh, so yeah. it's people that are referring other people, um, that can talk about your experiences um, those things that's the other thing I'd also say you know write your story out what well, you know what what have you done and be be prepared to s- share that in a little bit of a story and as your mm-hmm. company grows, you kind of have that story written and you can share it with other people that it propelled you to do whatever it is you're doing yeah. because when you're selling you're really a storyteller mm-hmm. if you're if you're not you're not probably a pretty good you're not a good salesperson if you're just forcing stuff on people but if you're helping them, tell a story, paint a picture, um, it opens the, the relationship so much stronger.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a really good point, Dennis. And, and part of what you have to recognize is that it's a combination of Networking, promoting yourself, and listening to people so that you can help solve their problems. That's what you are. I mean, in some capacity, your business is out there to solve other people's problems, not to promote you. And hey, I've got this great company, and this is everything that I've learned, and you should buy from me and give me money, blah, blah, blah. How can you solve and help somebody else who can be your future customer? can refer you out to other businesses. Yeah, even if you are a Google-heavy business, there's nothing wrong with making sure that you are setting relationships up because you never know what that could lead to. You and I know each other because of uh, referrals back and forth. So that's important to know. Uh, the couple things I've got left here in terms of just making sure uh, we let people know. Activity does not equal growth, right? So even if you're just doing busy work, make sure that the work that you're doing that's keeping you busy is going to lead. I try to think about whatever activity I'm working on, whether it's email or going to a networking event, is this going to take me closer to my goal? And that's the important thing that Dennis talked about was milestones before it all kind of works together. Is this bringing me closer to that end goal? Is that bringing me closer to that, to that milestone I'm trying to
1: achieve? Yeah. Benny, one, one of my advisors, you know, and I use it today in my CRM, you know, it's how many initial touches we're having that month. That's the funnel. So it's big. For us, how many whiteboards we have, and then how many proposals go out. Yeah. Those are my three milestones because I know if I meet new people doing whiteboard sessions and doing proposals, that f- it's going to narrow down. But that turns into yeah. dollars eventually, and so those are just key things. And that was from a you know that advisor that sat there because I, I came from the purchasing side, knew all the the analytics and numbers, but really never thought of it that that way. And it's like okay, that changed quickly in our relationship mm-hmm. when I started the business. And today, we know exactly what we're doing on a dashboard. And again, when you're building dashboards, think of your car, think of a dashboard. There's three key things that it's measuring. There's there's a few other small ones, but there's three big ones. You look at the speed, you look at how much gas you have, mm-hmm. and you look at the tachometer. Those are the three. Think about that from your business perspective.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really, you don't want to overcomplicate things. I mean, if along that same piece of advice, which I think is fantastic, Dennis is, just keep things simple. Don't worry about having to figure everything yeah. out. And you know, yeah, you came from a big company, I came from a big company, we had KPIs and all that kind of stuff. You know what? As you're a small business person, you're starting out and saying, Hey, what am I gonna do to keep the lights on and I can keep this thing going? Right. That's that's really what it is. Yeah.
1: The other thing I would warn you on, don't be a squirrel. And when I say a squirrel, Every time something bouncy comes along, don't <laughs> start following it. Stay focused right? on where you're going, monitor yourself, adjust, but don't be bouncing all over the place and trying to sell to, to something that doesn't fit right. whatever it, it is you're trying to sell.
0: That, that's um, really a great point because the idea of focus and staying <clears throat> narrow in terms of what it is you're doing, where you're focusing in, maybe in a niche. If you can get into a laser focus, that will help you along the way. If you try to keep it too big when you're starting out, you're really hurting yourself at that point. So the, the last couple of things that I know that I want to make sure I cover, Dennis, and you might have something to add to it as well, is that, you know, take the opportunity to, you know, we live in a day now where we can outsource and we can automate things. You want to make sure you do that and, you know, take a look at your processes. Are there things that are just repetitive that you shouldn't be doing that maybe you can be bringing out? But the last thing that I will say, Dennis, and, and again, if there's more that you want, please do. But for me, it's never stop learning. I, I, and I've been doing business for a long time, you know, and you as well, but I learn something every day. You know, you and I, we talk, I, I learn something. I go and I listen to a, another podcaster, or if I'm talking to another business owner, I always learn something. So I'm always open. I am always a student when applicable. Heck it. You know, I, I once met an entrepreneur, Dennis, and I thought he was very close-minded of him. He didn't want to take anybody's advice who was younger than him. And I thought that was really not very smart of him because, you know what, there's some pretty smart yep. people who are a lot younger than us who have got some really good businesses out yep. there.
1: The, the other piece I would say is um, mm. make time for yourself. Set time for walking or exercising because you you will get drawn in to work long hours but definitely plan and block, a, be it 30 minutes a day or whatever, just to have some time mm-hmm. away for yourself because you still got to take care of yourself because if you fail, That's right. the business is going to fail. So definitely take care of yourself and stay focused. Be positive. There's going to be times where you have highs. There's going to be times you have lows. Get through those and stay. And if you follow those that business plan and those KPIs, it's going to help keep the, the valleys low. Mm -hmm. less low and then the peaks you want those to be as high as you can but you know do enjoy it and you know like i said earlier i've been doing this for 10 years but Mm -hmm. i think you said 17 it's the best thing i ever did in my life it's i you know i the the joy for me is seeing my customers happy and successful and it's just, yeah. it's just fun. And that's what, it doesn't feel like a job. Yeah.
0: And, and personally, a reward that I'll get, and you know, from me is just people who say they trust, trust and believe in me. And to me, there's no greater reward. And uh, I think it's one of the best things. And the fact is, is, is that it's, it's still not over and we're doing this every single day and I'll, I'll keep going. But well, everybody, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Dennis and I both appreciate it.
1: And Benny, I'd say, hey, let's give them our email addresses. So if they if they have a question or want to reach out, Benny, what's yours? Give me your email address.
0: Yeah, my email address, and thanks for bringing that up. I always forget to do this, but Benny at VelocityTechnology.group. VelocityTechnology.group. Yes, I know it's not a .com, but people, you know, hey, that's my company, Velocity Technology Group.
1: Dennis, how about yours? Mine is uh, Dennis J, D E N N I S J, at WorkSolution. It's W O R X Solution.com. And to give you a kind of a tidbit here that S at the end, so it would have been Work Solutions, which is our <laughs> company name. When we started back 10 years ago, that was an extra $2,500 <laughs> that I didn't have to, to buy the S. So it. The email is worksolution.com. And
0: so many people have it now. It's just not even worth it at this point. So (laughs) just try to switch over. But yeah. So, hey, thanks for joining us today on on our uh, podcast. And I hope you got something out of it. We'll see you next time on the Work From Home podcast with the two guys. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to WFH with two guys. We'll see you next time.